Hi, I'm Siggy, born and raised in St. Catharines, Ontario, and now living in the nation's capital of Ottawa. Hi, I'm Armin Araman, born and raised in West Warwick, Rhode Island, and now living in Providence. And I'm Jesse, born in Manila, Philippines, raised in Toronto, Canada, and schooled all over southwestern Ontario. You're listening to the Halo Halo podcast, a delicious mix of pop culture and the Filipino-Canadian life. Before we start our podcast, we'd like to acknowledge the lands we're podcasting on. I'm podcasting from the traditional lands of the Huron-Wendat, the Seneca, and most recently, the Mississaugas of the Credit River. I'm podcasting from the traditional homeland of the Narragansett, Niantic, Nipmuc, Pequot, and Wampanoag people. I'm podcasting from the traditional unceded territory of the Algonquin and Ishtabeg people. It's warm-up SIGs, and we've got a guest in the studio. Welcome, Armin. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Well, normally, like Jesse had explained, we have a little bit of warm-up before we get into our full episode. So, in honor of you, this warm-up is called Musical Inclinations. Now, I've never Mm. had this conversation with Jez, and now, listeners, you're going to find out that Armin is a creative, but I want to know... What made you want to pick up playing a musical instrument for the both of you? So for me, I'll start because it's a very funny, (laughs) funny story. I was in about second grade and everyone in my class had this option to buy something called a recorder. And I didn't know what that was. And when I realized (laughs) it's this plastic flute, the guys are nodding at me. And during recess, people who bought the plastic flute went to a classroom and they played these music notes and they played, I think, something like Mary Had a Little Lamb. Picture me, winter, Ontario, Canada, St. Catharines, with my face to the window outside during recess, (laughs) not being included, going, I want to do that. I want to play. So that's when I first had an English. And we'll talk about what our first instrument was. Do you guys remember any reason or something that made you want to pick up playing an instrument? It was shiny. (laughs) It's really (laughs) Keeping it simple. Okay, so grade four, Mm. we had a music teacher. His name was Mr. Chodalak. Great name, right? So so he was our music teacher. He said, like, pick an instrument that you're interested in. People were like, they wanted the drums, they wanted the clarinet, they wanted all the brass instruments. But it was like, oh, there's a flute. It's really shiny. (laughs) So I ended up, like, (laughs) gravitating to the flute because it was just shiny. And then from four to grade nine, basically, I played the flute. Now, if, if you put a flute in my hand, I could probably hold it. I don't think I can play it anymore. <laughs> I think the only note that I remember is this, is D. That's a D. That's the only thing that I can remember. So that's it. So shiny, flute, grade four <laughs> to grade nine. Good to go. It's never too late to pick it up again. <laughs> touche, touche. Yes, that is true. Although it is a matter, at least for me, it's a question of time at this point. So yeah. And shininess. And shininess. <laughs> I'm sure yes. if you glitterized a flute, I would t- Totally. If I found a glitter flute, I probably would pick it up and say, this is a D, right? Moth to a flame. Yeah. (laughs) Armin, what was the first inciting incident for you to fall in love with, like, playing music? Well, I also had the recorder introduction, but I would say that was not the most inspiring encounter for me. But it was when I was a freshman in high school. I was taking Tai Chi. In Cranston, Rhode Island. And obviously this segues very smoothly to violin playing. So one day after taking Tai Chi lessons from a woman named Anna who owned a tailor shop down in Garden City, after about a half a year or so, I was kind of just hanging out waiting for my dad to pay for the lessons. And underneath the cash register, there was a sign that said, we also teach. 
blah, 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 blah. And it said crochet, knitting, tailoring, ballet, I think, guitar. And one of the things was violin. Wow. And so I was like, oh, the violin. This is, I, I was always under the impression that this was like an ancient instrument that (laughs) no one played. Uh, (laughs) Lo and behold, there were actually two old violins, cheaper violins in the closet of this tailor shop that was owned by the son of Anna. Because when her son was younger, they took Suzuki violin lessons together. And with the Suzuki method, that involves the parents with the students. So they're present for all the lessons, which is really cool. So she learned how to play the basics of violin. And so when I expressed interest in learning violin, we shifted over from Tai Chi to violin. She showed me how to play from what she remembered from the lessons with her son. And yeah, it was all kind of just the rest is history. Wow. Oh my gosh. That, Jesse, our face is like, I would buy that indie movie. Like, who are you yeah. selling the script to? <laughs> totally. Because it says, totally. like, small town, and I take Tai Chi, and then, oh, this lady, she's offering these lessons. And I'm like, I'm in. I, I'm totally <laughs> in. I'm sure Netflix would bankroll that. Like, I, I love oh, it. Oh, I have no doubt. That's a great elevator pitch. <laughs> oh, it, it totally is. So, if violin was the first instrument, right? And so I haven't even mentioned, I, I didn't end up playing recorder. My mom's like, why didn't you ask us? So I ended up being roped in and not to go into mm-hmm. this model minority myth that I had to go into piano. Now I played piano for several years. Can I tell you something? I can play one song. I can play in New York, New mm-hmm. York, and I can play like no one's business, but could never commit to playing songs. It was just horrible. I, I could do triads. I had like a hand and technique book I could totally do. I could mm-hmm. do eights and stuff. It was fun. But aside from that, didn't take too much from it to my mom's chagrin because I think she just wanted to stand by my piano and sing. But <laughs> it didn't stick. As we grow older, and I know you ha- you've you mastered so many instruments and I, I will talk more about oh, them in the episode. <laughs> oh, well, you've been in there. It looks like it. <laughs> it it looks it, like it. If, if I go through uh, your Instagram feed, it looks like it, right? So. It is. I don't know. If you people, folks who are listening or whatever, if you look in the background in um, Armin's like office, he's like, I see like instruments. It's amazing. Amazing. Yes. Is there presently any instrument that you'd want to master that's not in your arsenal at the moment? Ooh. Well, actually, <laughs> I would love to come close to mastering a Filipino instrument called the kutiapi, which is, it is a boat-shaped lute-like instrument that is mostly found in the southern region of the Philippines. Right. And oh. I'm actually waiting for mine to come in the mail from uh, Cotabato awesome. City. So <laughs> That is awesome. Yeah, I can't. I, I, I can't wait to see that. I highly recommend you look it up. Okay. I, I'm going to after this podcast for sure. I can't wait for you to post that on your Instagram. Obviously, when it arrives. Oh, this has cool. been years in the making. <laughs> how did you find so, it? Like, how did, yeah. like how did you arrange for it to be transported uh, over? So, and, oh, so it's so complicated. <laughs> it's such a complicated <laughs> situation. I've got all day. So right? I first, I'd like to know. Yeah. <laughs> I first heard about the instrument maybe like five or six years ago Uh when I used to work at a violin shop in Pawtucket, Rhode Island, and one of the frequent customers there was really into just any and every instrument from around the world. Mm -hmm. And at one point we were talking and he's like, oh, you're a Filipino. Have you heard of this instrument? You got to look this up. It's called a kutiapi. It's kind of like, it's like a Filipino banjo. And I was like, oh. I know what the banjo is. I, yes. I play the banjo. I want to look into this. And so I 
very briefly looked into it, got very discouraged because it was impossible to make contact with anybody out in the Philippines who like would be willing to deal with international shipping. Wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. And that was yeah. like the biggest obstacle for me. Yeah. And so that meant, you know, I would have to go to the Philippines and never made it. But because of the pandemic, everything is online. Of There's course. a great organization called the Tao Foundation based in Manila. It's, it was founded by Grace Nono, who's a, I think, relatively well-known folk musician in Manila. And she set up this webinar series where we could take a workshop from a Kutyapi master, master musician in Cotabato oh. City. And so, wow. and the person who we took lessons from, Guru Karatuan Kalanduyan, he also makes instruments. And so we already had the connections made. And so it was just, the, I mean, the stars aligned, so it was a perfect opportunity. That's just incredible. It just blows my mind, just kind of hearing how you like put this all together, your perseverance, and then the pandemic just reveals a wonderful opportunity and like, ta-da, it's coming. <laughs> it's coming to, yeah. to Rhode Island soon. <laughs> I hope. Hopefully in one piece. <laughs> Hopefully in one piece. Fingers crossed. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. All right, Kuya, what about you? Is there any instrument that you would love to master if you had the time? Uh, if I had the time, what would I want? This just sounds really bougie of me, but I think I'd want to learn the harp, actually. <laughs> no really, Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd Stay actually away. like to learn the harp. The problem is, is I've got short arms. So I'm afraid that it would really <laughs> give me like, a repetitive shoulder strain after a while. So I kind of worry about that. Mm. But I don't know, maybe that there could be a harp that is more to my frame and stature. And for the listeners out there that don't know, I'm, I'm like a five foot five diminutive man, right? And so there's only so much reach that I have. But that's what I would think, harp. Armin it. looks like he's thinking. He's like problem solving, oh. as I can kind of see this oh. over the video. I love problem solving. So, <laughs> problem solved. <laughs> they do make, so are, are you thinking of the kind of like the pedal harp, the kind of the one used in classical music, the, the big ass Yeah, harp that's exactly what pedals. I'm thinking. That's exactly what I'm thinking, yeah. Yeah, so there is in folk music and like Irish folk and Celtic folk music, there is another type of harp called the lever harp, which is significantly smaller, I think. Yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah significantly more portable. <laughs> and then there's also an instrument called the lyre, L Y R E, which yes, is Yes, yes, yes. a very tiny lap version. So Yes. I actually have a lyre, but like a plastic version of one, only simply because mm. for Halloween. You played Cupid? No, 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 no. I played Mercury. <laughs> I played Mercury years ago, right? Oh. And so, so I had wing shoes, you know, and I had the lyre, you know, and then I had like a crown and stuff like that. So, yeah, I think I'd like to learn the harp. You know, if I ever had the time, that would be fun. I don't know that I would be any good at uh -huh. it, but I think it would be fun. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You never know until you try. You never know. You that's never know. True. You never mm -hmm. know. I would honestly just return because I you, you had seen me, Jesse. I was taking drum lessons. Oh, yes. I hadn't yes. like pulled it out, but I'd love to go back to it. But I just love my wife going, Where would the drum set go? And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. And meanwhile, my kid's like, Drums? I'm just like, See what you're starting? You see what you start? A four year old's going to be on the drums. I'm like, eh, A man can dream. I always thought you the drums were the coolest. You need a shed in the backyard and then you can put the drum set there. I'm thinking so. Yeah. I, I got to get on it. 
Or just set up the pots and pans. The yes, pots and pans, exactly. Pots and Much pans cheaper. For sure. So what do you guys think? Are you guys warmed up for a full episode coming up? I think so. I'm very I'm much warmed up. All right, perfect. Hey, guys, if you think of any further ideas for our season three, some more warm-ups, let us know. You can email us at holopolopopculture at gmail.com. You can t- find us on social media on Twitter. Our handle's at holoholopop and on Instagram at holoholopopculture. The Holoholo podcast is available on all podcast platforms. Please rate us, leave us a review. Finally, we receive editorial feedback from Mary Beth Badian. Our musical theme is by Chelteringen. and we'll see all of you guys again real soon. See you soon.